havoc. News, interviews, and more. We just reek of Huntsville Havoc Hockey. Welcome to this week's Reek and Havoc podcast. We apologize for the lateness. We had a little sickness to deal with, but I guess better late than never. We've got another crossover episode for you this week, a tad shorter than usual. Applebee's Tailgate Talk made their annual visit to the VBC to talk with the Havoc. We featured Coach Stu Steffen on a segment and got his thoughts on the season so far. We'll also get his pick of the pack for the week and take a look at some other developments along with the games for this weekend. Don't go away. The Reekin' Havoc podcast continues. The Reekin' Havoc podcast. One of the worst feelings you can have is that of being stranded. Well, BT's towing, tire, and truck repair makes that a thing of the past with 24-7 towing services and roadside assistance in the northern Alabama and southern Tennessee areas. But that's not all. They also offer truck and trailer repair, mobile welding, brake service and repair, new and used tires, and other major and minor repairs. Their name says it all. BT's Towing, Tire, and Truck Repair. For 24-7 response, call 497-8234. That's 497-8234. BT's Towing, Tire, and Truck Repair. Got something to say? Put it on a t-shirt or hoodie, or apron, or even an iPhone case. Just go to daddyoscustomtees.com and make it happen. Look through their selection of ready-made designs, or make one of your own. Check out their special hockey designs, too. With Daddy-O's Custom Tees, you can truly have it your way. Look for Daddy-O's Custom Tees on Facebook, follow them on Twitter or Instagram, or go online to daddyoscustomtees.com. That's D-A-D-D-Y-O-S, custom, T-E-E-S, dot com. Daddy-O's Custom Tees, they've got your back, or front. Athens Utilities comprises Athens Electric, Athens Gas, and Athens Water Services. Together, we are committed to providing reliable and affordable electricity, natural gas, and water and wastewater services. We operate as part of the city of Athens, and just like our city's motto of Athens is classic, southern, character, we believe in supporting what makes our community special. Call 233-8750, come by our office at 508 South Jefferson Street, or look for the link online at AthensAL.us. Let's go in the slot. Back now with the Reek and Havoc podcast. As I said earlier, this is another crossover episode with Applebee's Tailgate Talk. We visited the VBC last Saturday following the previous night's win over Pensacola to feature the Havoc. Joining us were Clay Freak Daddy Coleman and my Reek and Havoc cohort, Laura Pitts. Coach Stu Steffen sat down with us to update us on the team's progress so far. To me, it seemed like, you know, early in the season, the the guys were still feeling each other out, and now it's all coming together as one. I mean, it helps with the sellouts now and everything, so it seemed like you guys has got it going on. Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, we knew we had a young team coming into this year. Uh, A lot of our veteran guys kind of retired last year. So, um, you know, we knew it was going to be a little bit of a process here to start the year. Uh, Just trying to get guys on the same page, gelling, getting the lines, kind of, you know, build some chemistry and stuff like that. And a lot of the young guys, like, learning how to, you know, be a professional hockey player a little bit. So, um, you know, we knew it was going to take a little bit of time. But like you said, yeah, we've been really rolling here lately. Um, Our home record's been uh, unbelievable here uh, the last little bit. Obviously, the eight sellouts, I think it's the guys pretty – fired up so um you know i think that's a huge part of it but yeah again we're uh, we're playing some good hockey right now so you got pensacola again tonight yep so what do you learn from last night you'll take in the game tonight 
Um, we just got we have to play the exact same way. I think we played one of our most complete games of the uh, year last night. Um, again, we limited them to almost nothing. Like they didn't really get many scoring chances. Uh, when they did, our goalie played really well. But um, you know, I thought we did a great job of just uh, you know uh, staying above them, creating turnovers. Our, our forwards did a great job just hounding hounding their defensemen. And then our D, uh, we only had five D last night too, but uh, they did a tremendous job just playing well defensively. So Clay was telling us that that Pensacola started a brand new goalie. Last Last night, and you didn't have film on him probably or nothing to see how he how he plays and all of that. Uh, he's been in the East Coast. He was in the East Coast last year, so our goalie coach actually, you know, kind of did a bit of a pre scout on him. But their goalie actually played really well last night. I mean, I think we put up forty. 46 shots or something like that and he made some really big saves early in the game to really keep them actually in the game so but um yeah uh we got to do a better job just kind of being around the net i think a little bit too to you know try to score a little bit more but in the end if we don't give up any goals you know you're gonna win you win those games so uh the guys did a tremendous job last night my intel was wrong <laughs> people were telling last night they were like oh it's the first time he's ever played professional and all this kind of stuff they were like going around. i was like oh, good for <laughs> No, I think just this year. I think, yeah, he bounced around the coast a little bit last year, and then I think started in the uh, East Coast camp, but uh, didn't make it this year. And then yeah, just kind of jumped in here late in the season. But yeah, he played well last night. Yeah. So I guess I can I can add, and this would probably be a question you would probably ask it with the journalism stuff or whatever. But I know I've known you for forever. I mean, I've been with the team for eighteen years, and you coming in and talk a little bit about. I mean, did you ever think when you came to Huntsville that eventually you would be the coach? <laughs> Uh, no, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't. I, I honestly had no idea what I was getting into uh, coming to Huntsville, Alabama. You know, that's from, what some of your former teammates said too. Yeah, yeah I mean, them. be it from Canada, and then you know, went to school up north in Vermont, and then came down here and just had no. I mean, I had no expectations, like, but you know, like good or bad, and just. Um, but yeah, now I've been down here. I think this is year. Th- 13 maybe or something like that so um yeah i absolutely love this city and then obviously yeah like being a coach uh uh you know not something um you know i expected to hear to happen in huntsville it's something i kind of wanted to probably get into one day in my life but um at the same time i didn't know it would be here you know um you know i've always loved hockey played it you know my entire life my dad kind of same way played a little bit of minor pro hockey and then became a coach back home you know so kind of want to do the same thing probably but um yeah to coach at the professional level and here in huntsville has been uh unbelievable and yeah i kind of cherish every day so in this first year you've had so far in this season, what's been the most challenging part of it for you to kind of transition to? Um, I I just um, I don't know, just just a lot busier, I guess. I, I find you know on my phone a lot more. Um, not a big. I, I don't like being on my phone, honestly. But uh, you know, as a head coach, you got to sometimes. Uh, yeah. You know, a couple Sundays ago, David Thompson takes that call up to Cincinnati, and all of a sudden, you know, I was like, how, "Gonna have a Sunday off?" And I'm like, "Nope, okay, gotta gotta find a player." You know, start yeah. texting other agents, coaches, trying to find a player to come in to you know kind of replace a guy. So just some of those challenges sometimes. It's just like uh, there's really no days off, probably. You know, during the season, especially. So um, you know, that's kind of been one part of it. But I think Glenn did a great job. Um, you know, I took a you know each year that I was an assistant under him, he gave me more and more of a role. So, um, you know, the transition has been pretty, pretty smooth. So I think it, you know, and Glenn did a good job of that, giving me more responsibilities every single year. So, um, you know, I don't think there's really been any huge surprises this year. No, how does it work? You, you a guy gets called up. Do y'all have like a list of names and, <laughs> and y'all, y'all look at those guys, see how they're performing to see if you call their agent or whatever. How does that work? Yeah, a little bit. Um, 
you know, there's the, the federal league below us there. So, you know, a lot of times um, in the middle of the season, you got to, you know, kind of go down there. There's a couple of coaches I know really well in that league. So I'll reach out to them. Hey, do you have any players or anyone you'd recommend in the league? And, uh, you know, they give out my, or they give suggestions. And then I kind of try to do my homework on the players a little bit. And then, you know, decide, uh, we got that Jackson Bond, you know, he's played the last three games for us. So he was the guy that we brought in and, you know, he's done a, you know, he's done a good job since he's been here. So, you know, we've been happy with him. So pretty good with that. And then, um, you know, a lot of the college hockey season starting to wrap up here so there's gonna be a lot of college players available now so again yeah like you said we we actually have a list of players um you know by position kind of have the guys ranked so you know when their season ends uh and we need players yeah we're gonna be trying to you know jump on some of those players and a lot of them um you know they can be kind of future players for next year as well too so yeah definitely have, starting to compile a list have you been able to do the homework on them kind of you know seen some video or anything or sometimes you have not a lot of time to find somebody to replace you don't have it's kind of um, like a chance thing. Yeah, honestly, sometimes it is like that. Um, you know, we brought in a defenseman. Uh, he's walking by over there, Craig McCabe. Um, earlier in the year, uh, you know, Fitzgerald broke his thumb. We needed a defenseman. Um, you know, it was kind of sight unseen a little bit with him. Just kind of brought him in. Uh, we needed a player. Other times, the, a lot of these college guys, like I'm, you know, the other night I spent, you know, two, three hours just at home just watching video on some of these guys trying to, you know, uh, learn their game a little bit so we know which guys we want to bring in. So it just, it all depends on the situation a lot of times. I would think it'd be hard. And like, as I've watched mm-hmm. in the 18 years, and, you know, I came in, I knew nothing about hockey. I mean, I'm from yeah. Kentucky, and, I mean, we maybe – I think we had like a, uh, the Louisville Icehawks was a team that was there, but we still didn't understand what it was. But when I remember getting here, and when I worked for the team, you would hear these guys that would get called up, and you would be like, man, we're, he's so good, and we're doing so good. Like, why, why does he got to go? And then you'd, he'd go there, and you'd see, like, he didn't even play. Like, he, he, he just, just sat the jersey, the you know, and just sat yeah. on the roster. How do you balance that? Where like you may you know a guy where you're like gosh if he goes we really need him this weekend but you as the former player you still want to get him to where he has opportunity and and do those so how do you as a coach balance that of no this because I know that there's rumors like and I'm not talking out but I know they always say like like John Gee at Peoria they're saying like he's usually notorious for not really getting those relationships and letting his guys go up. How does that work? Yeah, it's different. I mean, some some places uh, do it different. Some, you know, they almost they don't want their players to get called up. Other places almost encourage it a little bit more. But we're just here is like, yeah, we're trying to develop our players, make them better hockey players, and then in turn that should help our team win games. And then if they're a better player and we're winning games, guys are going to get called up. It's just the way it is. So you know, if a team calls, like we're never going to say no. I mean, you know, a lot of these guys like their goal is to play at the highest level. You know, every guy wants to make it to the NHL. Um, so you know, that's that's their goal. And, you know, in order to do that, sometimes you got to climb the level. So we're never going to deny a guy an opportunity. Um, you know, if they if they get that opportunity, they want to take it. Um, you know, like, that's good on uh, good on them. Like part of it's, you know, um, you know, they're doing a good job on our team. And, you know, obviously they're being, you know, uh, you know, being a better hockey player, too. So uh, it's always a good opportunity. I think especially for younger guys, like you really can't deny them at all. Because, again, like I said, they're young. They're still learning. Um, so when they get those opportunities, they're always going to go, which is a good thing. And, you know, some of the older guys. Uh, you know, they get to the point where they just, um, you know, they love being here in Huntsville. Again, it's a really good, uh, really good spot here with the city. Uh, just how everything's run with this organization too. So sometimes the older guys, they'll turn down uh, call-ups. They just want to be here, you know, play hockey. And like you said, sometimes guys go up there and, you know, they don't play very much. Whereas here, they can stay here and play 20, 25 minutes a game and they love it. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a balancing act. But, uh, you know, as far as coaches, like we're never going to 
deny a guy, um, you know, from getting called up. If, uh, you know, I'll always pass the information along to him. Hey, do you want this opportunity? Some guys say yes, some say no. So it's really up to them. So. Is it usually, is there a protocol with it as far as like, I know that the, the hockey community is so connected. I mean, do they, can they contact the player directly? Do they have to go through you? What's the... uh, I mean, they don't have to. Um, you know, most coaches, uh, I feel like, are pretty good. They'll reach out to us. Or, you know, some guys have agents, too. So their agent will reach out and be like, hey, you know, this team wants to call, you know, your player up. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. You know, you want to talk to the guy, you know, sometimes I just pass uh, our players number along to the, you know, the head coach and they have a conversation and see if the situation is going to work for both, both of them. So um, yeah, it's kind of the way that works sometimes, but there are some teams that'll go, go around us too. But I mean, some of that's probably because other teams in the league deny those call-ups. So sometimes, you know, the coaches up there just kind of go around our coaches down here, but you know, uh, most of the time I do get a phone call. So yeah. We'll be back with more of the Recon Havoc podcast. Time now for the Huntsville Havoc pick of the pack, a weekly spotlight. Head coach Stuart Steffen. Dylan Stewart, number nine, been playing center for us this year. Um, a rookie coming out of Canada there. He's uh, one of our young guys that's kind of really taken a step over the last you know month here, two months. When he first got here, again, had some definitely see some good qualities in him in his game, but. I think lately he's really been uh, taking off. A lot of the details and habits in his game have gotten a lot better. And, you know, he's kind of been a key contributor for us now, starting to chip in a lot more offensively, which is awesome. Big body, protects the puck really well down low in the offensive zone and has really good hands and tight around the net and had a big goal for us there last weekend. So he's starting to really take off on the power play as well. So I think he's just gaining more and more confidence. And, you know, I think he's going to be a big player for us down the stretch here too. So we're excited for that. The Recon Havoc podcast will be right back. Hey, pack rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-965-1298-800-965-1298-800-965-1298. That's 800-965-1298. Want to howl with the havoc this season? Now's your chance from Applebee's Tailgate Talk and the Reekin' Havoc podcast. Just go to reekinhavoc.com and click on Howl with the Havoc to register and listen to Tailgate Talk on Saturday mornings as we announce the winners of Huntsville Havoc tickets. Howl with the Havoc this season from the Huntsville Havoc, Tailgate Talk, and the Reekin' Havoc podcast. This is Brian Wilson, and you're listening to the Reekin' Havoc podcast. You say you're not a phone guy. There have been times where you'd be like on a Sunday and it's like, oh, oh. Kalamazoo. Nope, not today. <laughs> like, not dealing with that right now. Well, that was, it was literally, it was two Sundays ago. It was semifinals, uh, you know, in the NFL there or whatever. I'm just like, 
I just wanted to sit down, relax, watch football that day, maybe have a beer or two or something, you know, and just relax. And then I think it was 10 a.m. I get a phone call from Cincinnati's coach. Uh, you know, I know him a little bit too. So like right away, I just see it. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. So um, <laughs> answer it. They're like, yeah, we want to call up David Thompson. I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, a good player. So pass his number along. And then, you know, he decided to take the call up. So then. Uh, you know, the rest of the day I was scrambling to try to find a player. At the same time, I was still watching some football. But, yeah, it's just a little more of a stressful day than I wanted probably. But. And, and usually what I've seen is when we're doing really well, like we're on a really good streak, played a really good game last night, somebody will leave. We're going to lose somebody. Somebody will get called up right, right when we're at our peak. Well, that's that's kind of the way it goes, right? Yeah. And, uh, when your team's winning and guys are scoring goals, that's when, yeah, they're going to jump on those players. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, luckily, like, we haven't had too many phone calls yet this year, but, um, you know, I'd, I'd expect some down the road here. we got some players that are really starting to play well. So, um, you know, uh, definitely expecting some calls, and that's why we got some guys lined up, hopefully, uh, you know, in the pipeline too. So, We got an empty net goal last night, a late one, and my mind started wandering at that point, and I'm thinking – I wonder, has there ever been a team that, or have you ever seen a team that maybe that was ahead and pulled their goal just so they could have another player to maybe just stick it, stick one more goal? To? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that's ever happened. Um, you kind of give him ideas in case. Well, we I'm just, just break you know, away. That's, that's one of my tonight, out of play questions tonight. Here, so. Start the game with no goalie. There you go. That's my. Well, I, I actually told the guys that a couple of weeks ago. We um. Uh, for a little bit of a stretch there, we just um, we were playing way better when we were behind. Like we had a three-one come from behind win, a four-one. Um, you know, we were down four-one, uh, came back and won a game too. So there was a stretch there where we were actually playing way better when we were losing games. So I'm like, <laughs> like, do you guys want me to just pull the goalie at the start of the game? We'll get scored on, and then hopefully the rest of the game we're just going. You know, so yeah, we were joking around about that, but um, but no, the guys have been playing well lately. So yeah, I don't think I don't think that's a strategy we want to use. It's like starting off with an onside yeah. kick or get mad, get mad at the goalie. And go, I'm. Get on the bench. We're done. <laughs> five minutes in. Five seconds in. I have a question if we've got time about when you go to um, – when you're in between periods and you've got to motivate those guys. Like, I've seen us come back from some pretty rough games this this season. We'll, we'll be really – like, and, and I don't know what you do in that locker room or what happens. Like, take us into what happens during that moment, too, to kind of re-motivate and get everybody kind of back together. Because we've come out and blown people away and won at the last minute and really come back when we've been really not where we need to be in the first. Yeah, um, you know, I would say game to game is different. You know, there's been, uh, I know the one game, I think we, uh, it might have been when we were down 4-1 to Fayetteville going into the third period. Um, you know, a lot of times in that intermission, the clock starts, and then, uh, you know, in the intermission clock there, I think it starts at like 18 minutes. Usually we, me and Ty try to go into the office there, watch a little bit of video for the first eight minutes, and we go in around the 10-minute mark, try to make some adjustments. Um you know, sometimes it's uh, yelling at the guys. Sometimes it's trying to be positive with them. But um, but I remember that 4-1 game against Fayetteville. I didn't think we were playing very well. I didn't think we were playing hard. Um, so actually, like, as soon as the period ended, I literally walked right into the locker room and um, had a little yelling spurt, I'd say, at the guys. So um, That was a video that there was. Yeah, like, there was a little video. 30 seconds of what was like eight minutes, I heard. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was probably in there for a good minute, two minutes, yelling at the guys. And then, yeah, there was a little short little video. But, um, you know, it's probably different each game i just didn't think we were playing well and you know sometimes i you know you yell at the guys and that gets them motivated um other times it's just being positive in there too you know um you know i think there's different ways um to try to motivate the guys so it's just trying to try to find that balance and um luckily the few times 
I've actually went in and yelled at the guys this year. I think we've come back to win. Yeah, so. that's why I was saying. <laughs> we, we would watch it on TV, and I'd be like, what just happened in that locker room to, to turn this all around this quickly? Yeah, and I saw that video, and I was like, yeah. he always seemed like such a soft-spoken guy. <laughs> I think in that video there was some beeps, too, right? Yeah, I think we did get to hear some of the language. Couple, yeah. I mean, I'm still, uh, I mean, I still don't like to lose, so. Uh, oh, those are radio <laughs> edits. Yeah, I, still, <laughs> I still have that fire there, so sometimes it gets, uh, you know, to get the best of me there, but um, yeah, it's just making sure you're not always yelling at the guys, because if you do it every single game, it's just going to, you know, start to fall in deaf ears a little bit. The guys are just going to be like, oh, he's just coming in yelling again, so it's really just picking your picking your moments, you know, you could probably only do it two, three times a year, you know. So. Well, so far, I've only wondered what happened on the nights when we come back and, like, blow everything back to normal and we're all yeah. winning. So. I just I remember that one situation. But yeah, so. <laughs> well, I do have one request, and I've thrown this out to Glenn. I'm in year 18. I don't know how long I'll go. But I, with Glenn, I wanted at least one time on a big game to be able to come in and call out the starting lineup. Now, Glenn failed, and I never got to do that. So I'd like to do it in a big moment, but I will turn it up. I'll make sure when I come in and do the starting lineup, it'll be good. But I'm – I'm leaving it up to you. Whenever you need me, you need that spark. I'm I'm, I'm there to come in and do that. So. Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, we can do that. We we get different guys in all the time. Um, you know, we try to get different people to do the starting lineup. So yeah, I mean, eighteen uh, years. I, I mean, maybe it's yeah, me. Maybe it's I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I never I never knew about it. So I mean, I coached with Glenn for five years. I didn't yeah. really know. Um, it was a request. So we'll, we'll Glenn's see. Glenn's on my list. He's, he's he's invited me to go fishing, but then never invites me. But so now, when you go, go do that call up, you got to do what happened to Foxy. Remember when he didn't? He thought he was getting the call up. Up, and then y'all threw one on him that night in the locker room. That's what he told me in the podcast. So yeah, he thought he was getting the yeah, yeah. He thought he was getting the start there, and uh, he didn't yeah, get Glenn, it. Glenn played never... a little joke on him, and uh, yeah, he didn't end up getting the start. So but. maybe I can do it zombie night because I'm getting painted up as a zombie. Maybe I can come in and do the <laughs> the list as a zombie. That was Huntsville Havoc coach Stu Steffen sitting down with Jay Vassar, Clay Freak Daddy Coleman, Laura Pitts, and me last Saturday on Applebee's Tailgate Talk. We'll be back with more of the Reeking Havoc podcast. Do you have a question or a suggestion for a potential upcoming guest on the Reekin Havoc podcast? Send an email to Havoc at Outlook.com. That's R-E-E-K-I-N, Havoc at Outlook.com. Leave us a text or voicemail at 256-434-RKKN. That's 256-434-7556. Or you can send a message to the Reekin Havoc Facebook page. The Reekin Havoc podcast. In June of 2005, our twin girls were delivered, Melissa and Anne Catherine, and they were born 14 weeks early. Amy and Chris George talk about the Melissa George Neonatal Memorial Fund. They both weighed less than two pounds. Anne Catherine was 115 and Melissa was 19. Melissa lived for a couple of hours, but all of the medical technology in the world just could not have saved her. And she passed away while she was in the NICU. Chris realized pretty early that God had given us a platform that we could use to try to help people. So Chris and I started the Melissa George Neonatal Memorial Fund at Huntsville Hospital. To know that Melissa's name is living on, we, her legacy continues. And I think that was very important to Amy and I is why you know, the fund is named after her. Because for seven weeks, you know, Melissa fought so that Aunt Catherine had a chance to live. And uh, I think that we wouldn't be doing her name any justice if we didn't carry on because we know we wanted to honor her and honor her legacy and the community Huntsville Havoc, the community in Huntsville itself, they've rallied around that and it's been a wonderful support system for us 
And I think for a lot of families too, when they see total strangers that are, are giving. We're online at HuntsvilleHospitalFoundation.org. Click on the Melissa George Neonatal Memorial Fund and you can give that way. There's no donations too small and, and every dollar is just as important as the next one. And if you're giving, then we understand you're giving because you care. And that's what's important is that we've learned over the years that people give because they care. And you can volunteer. If you're interested in that, you can click on the volunteer tab to fill out an application. We are grateful for any type of support because we know that once we pull those dollars together, we can do big things. For more information on the Melissa George Neonatal Memorial Fund, visit HuntsvilleHospitalFoundation.org. Hey, this is Alex Kocheski, and you're listening to the Reekin' Havoc Podcast. The Havoc signed forward Benito Poza earlier this week. Poza played at Lake Superior State, putting up 26 points in 77 games. Before college, he played in the USHL for the Muskegon Lumberjacks, Central Illinois Flying Aces, Green Bay Gamblers, and Des Moines Buccaneers for a total of 134 games and 44 points. His brother, Severio, also played two seasons in Huntsville and was a member of the 2019 championship team. Wiener Dog Race registration is now live at HuntsvilleHavoc.com. The races are February 24th. The team will be traveling to Birmingham for two games, tonight and tomorrow night. The fifth place Havoc is 2-4 and four against the Bulls thus far. They'll be back home on Sunday for Team Poster Night against ninth-ranked Knoxville, who has beaten the Havoc in their only meeting this season. Be aware of the VBC's clear bag-only policy for Havoc games. This includes no clutch purses, fanny packs, and diaper bags. Exceptions to the policy will be made for all medically necessary items after proper inspection. For more information, plus a list of prohibited items, go to HuntsvilleHavoc.com and under the Fan Zone tab, click Security. Keep in mind, too, that the VBC is a cashless menu. Concession stands and bars do not accept cash, although you can use it at Havoc merchandise stands and at the Chuckapuck table. Remember, if you're a season ticket holder, doors will open at 5.30 p.m. and remain open until puck drop. You can enter through the doors in the hallway adjacent to the Havoc front office and VBC box office. Watch the Havoc live or on demand all season long via Flow Hockey. Just go online to flowhockey.tv or download the Flow Hockey app for your device. The Reek and Havoc podcast. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-731-1467-800-731-1467-800-731-1467. That's 800-731-1467.
For tickets, official Huntsville Havoc merchandise and more, go to HuntsvilleHavoc.com. Visit our website at ReconHavoc.com, look for us on Facebook, Instagram, X, and Threads, and listen, follow, and subscribe to the Recon Havoc podcast on your favorite platform to keep up with the only weekly podcast covering the Huntsville Havoc, the Recon Havoc podcast. <laughs>